0: hey did you hear the news we got a new sponsor Our friends at Thirteen, they make fantastic clothing from shirts to hoodies to these wonderful knit hats. Thirteen knows what's up when it comes to clothing. All high quality stuff and every time I put those t-shirts on, I feel like I'm a little bit more jacked. My biceps are popping a little bit more and they are full of nice people. Everybody that's there is fantastic. They're some of my favorite people on this planet. They make really great stuff and Check them out on their website, T-H-U-R-1-3-E-N. Pick yourself up a hoodie and a t-shirt and check checkout use the code word CoryCast and save yourself a little bit of money. Love those guys. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Detroit Boxing Company. They are a clothing brand that focuses on quality and comfort. I have a few of their shirts, and they are comfy as hell. And not only are you going to look great, but I swear when I put my shirt on, I could throw my jab cross hook way better. Maybe that's just the placebo effect, but I swear it looked way better. If you want to learn more about the company and what TJ has been putting together, you should listen to episode number 36 of the podcast. I had a chance to talk to him about his motivations and what inspired him to start the company. He's a wonderful dude, and what he's putting out is great. So be sure to check out their website at DetroitBoxingCompany.com, and at the checkout, make sure you use the word CoryCast, all one word, no E-C-O-R-Y-C-A-S-T, and save yourself 10% at checkout. It's time! To treat yourself. Today's guest is a trained mechanic turned into a personal chef. Brian has a fantastic meal delivery prep service that he has started during COVID, which has been one of the toughest times for many business owners. Not only does he provide a fantastic meal prep service where you can pick up at one of his many restaurants or they can deliver to you, but he also offers an at-home, in-personal chef experience where he will cook for you and a group of your friends, your family, and uh, all in the comfort of your own home. You can really tell how passionate Brian is about cooking, and I can tell you I that is why he is so successful at what he does. He is passionate about not only the food, but the experience that he's creating for the people that are eating his food. He really cares about not just the food, but the whole experience, and I think that's why Brian is such a special guy. And I'm excited that you get to... See this episode because it was a blast talking to him. So here it is, my friend, Chef Brian Isbell. <music> I honestly, I feel like I found you. On Facebook, randomly popped up as like a mutual friends or something. And then uh, I've been watching your social media. You do like a lot of uh, catering and meal delivery and meal prep and stuff.
1: Correct. So um, we, um, so I graduated in 1995 at the top of my class uh, from Bosey's Culinary Arts School on Thompson Road. And then in, um, in the hospitality industry, a cruise ship or a resort is your big money. Um, so I thought I could parlay that into, um, you know, something, something big, you know, you can, you can easily start at $120,000, 130000 easily as a, as a chef. Um, one of those, one of those places I, uh, didn't really find anything. <laughs> so I, um, went down to the Holiday Inn here in Syracuse and, um, applied for a job with CSX railroad and, um. Out of 233 guys, they hired me and another guy. Hmm. Uh, so I figured I would get this quote unquote job until my culinary career took off. Uh, basically a story that you hear a lot. One month became three months, became six months, a year. Next thing you know, I'm five years done with my <laughs> apprenticeship. Um, 2000, uh, 2019, I retired with a full pension at 42 years old.
0: Whoa, um, that's impressive.
1: Yeah, not too bad. Uh, I can't wait for that pension to kick in. So um, you
0: were uh, at the at the train, CSX? Yep.
1: yep. I, so I was in charge of a crew that rerailed trains when they derailed. Uh, that, Whoa. Was my, um, that was my job. If I told you how many trains derail, you'd never ride one again.
0: <laughs> I was just thinking, I'm
1: like, how often are they calling you out? <laughs> I was busy. I can tell you that.
0: Were you working for the train company while starting this business?
1: Nope. So I totally. I mean, I cooked at home. That's, that's about it. Uh, cooked at home. I've always loved the kitchen. I started cooking out with my uh, cooking up with my mom, my grandmother, you know, so I was always involved at some level in culinary arts and plating um, you know, how to blend and, and mend flavors. You know, I was always into that. Um, and that was a lot of knowledge, uh, but anything like anything, you know, you take in, hone your skills. So you go to a culinary art school and, um, you know, I wasn't the best student. Uh, so I found, I, I only passing, I think was 65 and I got about 67s, um, so that I could wrestle, uh, <laughs> you know, just so I could stay on the mat and train. And, yeah. um, and then, uh, yeah, so I worked for the railroad and then when I retired, I did about six months of, you know, uh, Mr. Corey, you know, like the shutter you've been meaning to paint for the last 10 years.
0: Oh, right, I did
1: that kind of stuff around my house. Uh, we yeah. live out near Beaver Lake Nature Center, yeah. And, um, and then I told my beautiful bride, I said, I'm bored, you know, I said, I think I'm at the end of Netflix, <laughs> <laughs> and, and um, so she said, Why don't you do something with your culinary degree? So I, uh, she's a teacher at in East Syracuse, so. I, uh, I said, I'll tell you what I said, why don't you, um, why don't you bring five of your friends over and I'll cook for them, but I need them to be brutally honest with me. You know, if, uh, as far as a chef is concerned, if you just say that was good, you know, right. We keep making it that way because you said it was good. You know, don't, Mm -hmm. don't be afraid to hurt my feelings. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. Well, that was smart to do like three people together and do like a, or five people together do like a test group.
1: Yep. And basically what happened is a lady that was at that gathering said, this was absolutely amazing. And we love the food. My husband's birthday is in two weeks. Can you do the same thing, but surprise him? Um, So I said, sure, sure. I don't mind doing that. And then again, I just sort of did this as a favor. Um, A lady that was at that party said, can you do the same (laughs) thing for, for my uh, mother um, right. So that's when I started. Okay, so maybe this is a thing. So we've got to get a DBA, lawyers, accountants. You know, right. LLC and, and stuff like this. Um, so I wow. just, I just um, made my uh, my name um, a licensed liability company, and um, I did that for about a year. I would just go into people's homes and, and just use my culinary skill set to just bring them amazing things that they've never even seen before. As a matter of fact, I've had people tell me this is what it must be like for a celebrity to eat, you know, <laughs> cause that's
0: it's just it
1: beautifully. And part of our service is we bring. So once I plan a menu with a client um, you know, first of all, of course I, I plan out any allergies um, you know, whether you want to be gluten free or, or, or whatever it might be. Um, I work around that first. Uh, that's very important. You know, I have food liability insurance, but we don't want to try that out.
0: Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know?
1: right. Um, so uh, I plan a menu. And then from there, I tell them just sit back because we take care of everything. We come into people's homes. I need a, uh, I bring pots, pans, forks, knives, napkins, uh, everything you would possibly need. And then we also clean the place. And you'd never even know we were there. Oh, wow. The day before we do all shopping for our clients. So they tell us what they want to eat. We take care of all the provisions, all the shopping so that they have to do nothing. They do zero. Um, and then we just come on, come in and put on these amazing um, displays and, and they're just totally taken back by it. Um, we, we have we have so many different clients. Uh, I tell people i've cooked in hunting cabins to ten million dollar mansions and everything in between there yeah. uh, sometimes uh we had a recent client of a of a bar owner here on Syracuse, and they wanted to just listen to Sinatra and drink wine um, <laughs> it was their it was their sixtieth anniversary, so okay. Um, but then I've also had parties of 15, 20 people where they they want to sit around a bar and watch what I do, um, like a cooking show, if you will. That's and cool. And I'll talk to them just like you and I are doing I explain to them exactly what I'm doing and, and why I'm putting this cream and this wine and this Bechamel sauce, you know, and, yeah, and wow, like that's, that.
0: that's really impressive. And when, <clears throat> when did this officially launch your, your chef Brian business?
1: Yep. That was 2020. Oh. Wow, really? So that was 2020. So I did that for a year. Then uh, about a year into it, I was actually at said in-home personal chef experience. And a client came to me after we got done and they had uh, twin crab imperial stuffed lobster tails, uh, dauphineau's potatoes, Chateaubriand, you know, real high-end menu. Um, She's a real predominant figure in the Syracuse area. And she said to me, uh, Brian, uh, can you do this on a smaller scale? And I said, "Well, what do you mean?" And she said, "You know, like a like a smaller scale." And I said, "Doc, I said, awesome. uh, hey, take care, uh, pal." I said, um, "Sure. Uh, what do you What are you thinking about?" And um, you know, you know how Corey, you can see the wheels turning in someone's head. And yeah. and I said, "Doc, I said, just just tell me what you're thinking here." And she said, "Brian, this is the thing." She said, my mother suffers from dementia. Um, So she'll put something on the stove and then walk away from it like two hours at a time. And I'm scared she's going to burn the house down. Wow. She said, not only that, she said, but I live in skinny Atlas and I have to go from skinny Atlas all the way to Liverpool uh, every Tuesday and Thursday just to cook for her, to cook her meals. Wow. And I said, yeah, I said, I really don't get into that. You know, I, I see where you're going, but I don't really do that. And she said, um, she said, okay, think about it. And then my beautiful bride is my sous chef. Um, So I told my beautiful bride, I said, you know, I sort of feel bad. You know, I feel, you know, sort of hurt my heart that this lady couldn't get food and, and, you know, busy schedule, you know, she's, she's running around. So I I went to, to this doctor and I said, listen, I said, This was a Saturday that I had done this. I said, tomorrow when I go home and I watch football, I said, I'll make like little half pans of stuff. And I made like Swedish meatballs. I think I made our four-layer lasagna, very popular, some chicken francais for. And then I just went to Walmart and I got little little packages, packaged it all up, and uh, brought it to her on Monday. Uh, Just five meals for the week. Um, This was Thursday. Two of her friends called me and said, whatever you gave Janice on Monday, we want that. Uh, <laughs> so I went from five meals to 20 meals in four days. Wow. And then for the, for the next uh, 26 weeks in a row, we went up by 17 meals or more just consistently for Whoa. 26 weeks so it's
0: it sounds like there's almost like two departments right It's almost like
1: oh there's a lot like, of different facets of my business yeah. so I, I dabble in catering uh, um not too much into catering uh, because there's a thousand caterers in the central New York area you know that's not really I mean I, there's not
0: really many of them that are doing at home cooking
1: yeah like you can't really hire a personal chef into a business you know. Right. Um, so, so that's what I created. And then, you know, the meal prep chef, Brian's meal prep delivery service. That was, like I said, I just explained the story to you. That was sort of by accident. I just sort of did it for a friend.
0: Right. Um, Which it, is how you started your business. I'm noticing a trend. Correct. You're just like, right. yeah, sure. I'll do it. And then you're like, yeah, oh, you
1: know, like I know how to, yeah, like I know how to do that stuff, but I've never really, you know, like I said, I worked for someone else. Right. You know, I, I never ran a business. Um but you learn, you learn those things as a business owner, um, sometimes the hard way. Um, but, uh, then we, we just, um, just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and, bigger, and it just took off. Um, right. Right. So and far. how did you, you say
0: like as a business owner, you learn these kind of things, but like, have you, is it just been trial and error or is it like, uh, there's certain books that you read on how to start your business or you just kind of go with the flow kind of guy?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've read books, a lot of YouTube, you know, how to, I've taken a couple business classes at OCC just to understand how to do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the major lessons that I learned, Mr. Corey, is that you have to stay in your lane. Uh, there's a lot of business owners out there that they try to be the accountant. They try to be the lawyer. They try to do this and they try to do that. And it's just, they fail. I mean, you know, 60% of businesses in the field that I'm in fail within the first year. Another, oh, 20, wow. another 20% go under uh, two years into it. We're now two and a quarter years and we are we haven't stopped. We haven't looked back. So we outgrew right. in 15 months. We outgrew three commercial restaurants. We used to be uh, at, at the Jones Road Soccer Center in Beeville. Uh, we hit about 100 meals per week. We outgrew that place. Uh, we were at another commercial kitchen. We hit about 230 meals per week. We outgrew that place. We to um, Canal Side Cafe in Baldensville. Uh, it's a little breakfast spot. Uh, great food there. We hit 330 meals per week. We outgrew that place. So I just started looking around and I bought this restaurant up on Tip Hill. Uh,
0: just And how, like, so with, uh, with how much your business has scaled, how have you managed to still put out two hundred meals to three hundred meals you You must have a bunch of people working for you,
1: yeah, I build a good team um you know, and i I pay people to be honest with you, I pay 'em you know if you're worth it, you're gonna be part of this team, and you're gonna wear this shirt, you know, and you're gonna you're gonna be on magazine covers when we're on magazine covers and in articles and you know in pictures in the newspaper, you know you're gonna be in that because you're part of the team. And to be honest with you, Mr. Corey, they stick around. They stick around because they see it. This is something. This is big. This you know, this guy has created a system that's working, and it continues to work over and over and over again. Uh, but we make, we make everyone part of the team. And, you know, I mean, look at me. I'm the CEO, and I'm still in the dish pit sometimes, you know? Right. I mean, right. it's, it's what has to be done. Right. You know, and- we're, we're all there for one common goal, and that's success. And that's what we do
0: with how, how many people work for you?
1: I have, uh, I employ seven people and then six delivery drivers.
0: Oh, wow. So, I mean, that's a pretty big team of people. You're wow. Holy cow. And like when you are hiring those people, what type of qualities are you looking for in somebody? Are you looking for somebody who can cook or is that a, a, uh, a skill that you can learn over time?
1: Um, yeah, you can absolutely learn that, you know, um, and it doesn't take a lot of hard work. You know, you'll learn, you'll learn the, the, the tricks of the trade, as they say. You know, it's not hard. Um, you know, obviously, when we're, when we're taking a knife and cutting, we don't stick our finger in there, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, right. you know, it's basic stuff. But, um, you know, it's all taught. We can teach it all. Um, it's, it's dedication that we need and show up. A lot of people these days, from what I hear, restaurant owners, um, other people in the culinary industry, it's hard to get help. Uh, I hear that all the time. I have not had that problem one thing, not one time have I Mm -hmm. had that problem. Um, You know, you come in and some people you have to get rid of and, and, and you hire on, take on new people because of certain things they might have going on in their life. And that's no problem. I get that. Um, but the people that are down for this and, and down with the cause of what we're doing, they stick around. They stick around and we build a team and we build a family and they continue to stay. What, what do
0: it. you think keeps them from going
1: anywhere? Uh, they know that they're part of something. They they know yeah. that they're part of something that's growing and it's going to be big. Yeah. Um, much like many of my clients speak to me about, they say, chef, we just love following your story your story on social media, you know, yeah, you came from, you know, just just a goofy old wrestler, right? Now look at you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's like, it's so cool to see because like this business has really taken off so, so quickly when it comes to like building the meal delivery service, that is already like a pre-created menu, right? How do you come up with that menu ahead of time?
1: Yep. So currently, we have 83 83 recipes in our rotation. Uh, Probably 25% of them are recipes from my mother, my grandmother, Um, another probably quarter of of what we make. I've been making for my own family for years. Really? Um, That I've been making to where... You know I say hey let's try this on the menu and some some might fail you know they might fail uh my my family loves sauerkraut and pork uh huge disappointment on my menu I put it on my menu like for a couple weeks and not good not good yeah uh, you know uh but but again those are those mistakes that you learn from that i was speaking about earlier
0: yeah right right it's really so it's like, like when you come cr- when you create those menus it's like you're trying some new things. You're taking big swings. Do you also like when you're trying something new, do you try to pair it with like a favorite, like the like potatoes or roasted potatoes or something that you know will hit well when yeah. you're pairing it with something new?
1: Yep. Of course, as a chef, you learn that kind of stuff too. What pairs with what? Right. No, uh, no pun intended. Um, yeah, right. But for instance, uh, a lot of people reach out to me. Can you do um, keto, paleo? um you know gluten free stuff like this uh so at one point in time i tried that uh this is the thing the people like comfort food they like delicious meals that are put together and built decently A- and they they plate well they travel well they reheat well um for instance Uh, you probably will likely never see too many fish dishes on our menu. No one wants to eat reheated fish. Yeah. You know? um, Right. So I tried keto, um, stuff like that. Uh, And just to give you some kind of idea of how massive it is, these delivery drivers just came back about an hour ago. They delivered 527 meals to central New York this week. That's in one week. So we do in one week what restaurants do in about three weeks. That's insane. Yeah, that yeah. is
0: insane. Do you think COVID really changed the landscape for that?
1: Um, it most certainly helped. Yeah, yeah, it most certainly helped. You know, people don't want to go out. Um, but it's what really makes it is convenience. Uh, Mr. Corey, I'll tell you the top three things that I hear uh, on a daily basis. A, I don't know how to cook. B, I don't want to cook. And C. Your your service is so convenient; it just makes it easier on in my life. Wow. Um, people want to eat food. That's always that's never going to change.
0: What right. they don't want
1: to do is they don't want to prep it and they don't want to clean it up. That's where we come in. We take care of all that for you. Wow. And it's and it's not something like a like a national. Um, I'll just say it. It's not meals on wheels. You know, it's not. Um, You've probably seen some of that stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. you try Meals on Wheels potatoes, for instance. It reminds you of when you were in high school. I don't know where you went to high school, but Sienna. yeah. So it reminds yeah. you of going in the lunch line, and the lady has the ice cream, and, you know, and then you put it yeah. on. Right. I hire Isn't a. Girl funny
0: and- is we bolted the same fart noise for the mashed potatoes. <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> it just it's like it's coincides together. <laughs>
1: it's true. You know, I hire a girl that she comes in. Uh, Two hours before anyone comes in, and she takes three 50-pound bags of chef's potatoes. She um, washes them, peels them, slices them, boils them, and then puts them in a huge dough mixer. That's an 80-quart dough mixer. It came with this restaurant when I bought it. That's our mashed potatoes. Ah. I learned in culinary school, Chef Fitzgerald taught me, your name, well, my name is my business, but... Your food is your name. So when you touch that high school to your mouth, you think, oh, you know, it's like powdered, you know, like crap. Yeah. When you try ours, it's got those little chunks. You think, oh, man, this is what my mom made. Right. That's where that's where we win right there. Yeah.
0: It's always interesting to me that I feel like food can pull you to a memory. Just like like you had said, like you're like, oh, these potatoes, taste like grandma's potatoes. There's just something about that when you eat food, it like, it's very, it can be very nostalgic. It can be a very enjoyable thing that it doesn't like, it just, it's weird that it ties to memory sometimes, you know? Correct.
1: And that's why people go back to the same restaurants for certain things. Mm,
0: yep. Yeah, exactly. You know,
1: that's why you would go back to a restaurant. Um, right. And it's also, you know, for my in-home personal chef experience, we. that's why we plate things nicely. Not only do people deserve it, um, but, you know, people eat with their eyes. Uh, I can give you a great example. Um, How many times have you gone to a restaurant and a little waitress comes out and she's got a something, you know, you go out with your wife and and she's got a a, a tray and it goes right by you. And the first thing you do is you look at it. Then you turn to your wife and you go, I'm going to get that. Yeah. Yeah? yeah, You don't even know what it is. You have no idea what it is. (laughs) You have no clue. But you look at it and you smell it. Second thing, what do you do? When she comes back, you go. Excuse me, miss. Um, What's table thirteen? You know, and then you look at it on the menu. That's what we do. People eat with their eyes. You know, you look at something and you go, "Wow, that looks good." Now it can taste like garbage, but as long as it looks good, you will automatically think that it that it works.
0: That's the idea with chilies and their fajita sizzling platter. It makes a giant entrance, and people all want the fajitas after.
1: Right, just think exactly. about uh outback that blooming onion looks great, right?
0: yeah, exactly. It's
1: pretty cool to look at. I mean, it yeah. gave me heartburn, but you know, I don't eat it, but
0: yeah, when I was looking uh on your website and your Instagram, like all the plated food looks so cool, and is the idea behind plating to make the food look clean, neat, and almost it seems very like minimalistic.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, and again, several tricks of the trade, you know, you want uh, a huge thing and, I, and I'll tell this to all your viewers. This is the way you can tell if you go into a restaurant, if you've got a trained chef, plating is always done in odd numbers. Odd numbers are more appealing to the eye. Uh, for instance, you will never see four scallops on a plate. You'll always see three or five. Mm. If you have four, mm. that person probably they're probably a cook, but they're, you know, they weren't, they didn't go through training. Interesting. You know, you never, another one, you never plate on blue. Blue is a, like a sad looking color. It makes food look like it's, like it's throw up. Is, is it do. usually
0: white you plate on? Like a white plate? All,
1: all my plating is, is pearl white, uh, elegant pearl white. And the only reason I do that is because I can now, it, it's literally a blank canvas. Yeah. what it would be. I can do whatever I want to make it look good, but that blue that I'm talking about, you can't take that away. Yeah. see what I'm saying? I can add to it whatever I want to make it look beautiful, but if it's on something blue, I can't change that color.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. Wow. That's a good point. I've never, that's one thing I've never thought of when I was in high school, I always did the culinary classes because I was a teenage kid that loved to eat. So it was like the one thing I could excel at was cooking. Right. And, uh, Plating was just something I never thought of until I talked to my friend Zach, and he really enlightened me on how like very much a science plating really is like he you even you did a great job explaining even further because I didn't even realize the blue plate rule. I wonder if that like correlates to any other different hobbies or thing Maybe you don't want to use blue for when you paint your house or something, but you know like that's uh it's very interesting to hear when. You do those plating like when you do those plating events, are you doing it yourself or are you working with somebody else who's plating it the same way you are?
1: Uh, my so my sous chef right now is my wife, um, who I've taught basically everything I know. Like I said, she's a teacher, but just being around it for so long, yeah, she's picked it up. I mean, and and let me tell you, Mr. Corey, I know a lot of great chefs that didn't do a day in culinary school, but. They were taught under the right person. That's right. the thing. Think about electricians. You don't need to know a darn thing about electricity. Well, I mean, you don't stick your hand in there, but but yeah. <laughs> if you hang around with an electrician, you're bound to learn something just from being there. Yeah, yeah. So she she has learned that. Um, but we just increased our party size for in-home personal chef experiences to um, 20 uh, per, per, oh. per, per party. Uh, because I uh, hired a young man that actually went to the same culinary art school that I did, and the kid's pretty good. Um, so I asked him. I said, "Hey, do you want to start doing this with me? And the three of us will do it, um, and we'll, you know, and we'll have more clients. Uh, but we've done, we've done stuff. We did a, a huge uh, event for Claudia Tenney uh, in in Casanova." And that was 16 donors for her, for her, um, fund. Uh, and they, you know, they all donate a hundred grand, 200 grand or whatever. And we had halibut with fresh mango salsa and, um, a bordelaise sauce with that. And then they had, um, 75 other donors come and went out in the tent and they mingled and had drinks and whatever. And I had the Butler staff go around, um. Bacon wrapped scallops with a brown sugar demi glaze on them. Uh, Whoa! And um, Caprizi stacker bites. Uh, they just went around, you know, and, and just entertained. Yeah, that was a pretty cool event. Um, that's
0: that's cool. What's the like the biggest event you've done?
1: Um. Well, uh, I have to. Let's see. Next Thursday, I have to go to. Jamesville DeWitt and put on a party for 120 teachers for the uh, teachers appreciation day.
0: Okay. Okay. So 120, how Whoa. do you plan for 120 people?
1: Wisely. <laughs> <laughs> <That's how. laughs> yeah. uh, the, the phone call that I was on before you and I went live here, that was the Baldensville fire department. Uh. They want to throw an event for uh 175, uh, kids. Wow. So it's, Holy cow. you know, you, uh, you, but that's, that's again, that's your team, you know, and you right. have to have that You when you're in the, when you're in the midst, especially when you're in someone's home, um, you have to be in the midst of saying things like when I have a pot of hot water, you got to say behind, you know, right. when you have, because if I turn around, yeah, you know I'm gonna get burned. You're gonna get burned, and then we have to clean all that shit up. You know. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you've, we've got to communicate, and I know what you're doing on this plate, and you know what I'm doing. Yeah. And it, so it you
0: like work. even cooking in somebody else's home, that is really cool. Like I, I'm, I know I've said this before, but I feel like I have. I don't know if anybody in Syracuse is doing that. Who is a at home chef? Like that is pretty. Uh, that's really cool. And not that it, i don't know
1: of i mean i don't i don't really know of anyone either
0: yeah i can't i can't think of a single person when you go into somebody's house and you see their stove set up has there been like one kitchen you've been like oh my god i cannot wait to cook in this thing
1: <laughs> yeah yeah there's there's uh there's a lot of money in this town i'll tell you that um what of- when you
0: look at somebody's kitchen what hits home for you that makes you get excited to cook in it
1: uh, space, first of all, you know, yeah, with the amount of space I have, I mean, we've done, we've done some, um, some in-home personal chef experiences. Like I said, uh, hunting cabins to, uh, we were up in Alexandria Bay. These people didn't even have running water. it was Whoa. all a lot of one of those, uh, like Aquafina jugs.
0: Really? You
1: know, it was, it was their summer camp. It was a small yeah, yeah. camp and, and it was their anniversary. So they had them and, and two friends up and they wanted to eat. They wanted to have a chef come in. They were out sailing, and they wanted a chef to come in and, and, and have, you know, a beautiful dinner. Um, wow. This uh, Let's see, Saturday, I'm going to be in uh, Seneca Lake down at the wineries. It's uh, 17 women that are having a bachelorette party. They're going to go to the wineries all day and then nice. come home and, and eat something good. It's an Airbnb they rented.
0: Oh, nice. So you're going to be cooking that Airbnb. And do you ever, ever request photos before? Like I want a picture of the kitchen so I can plan before.
1: Yeah, usually, yeah. or definitely. Um, like when we have filet mignons and stuff like that, uh, definitely do you have a grill and do you have gas in it? Yeah, uh, Because again, that's another lesson I learned the hard way. One time was, yeah, we have a grill. And then there were two empty tanks. So now. What uh, do,
0: right, know, right. So when, uh, somebody comes to you looking for a service, how do you, uh, how do you frame the conversation to, to get what you need out of it? Just like yeah. goals, objectives, stuff like that.
1: Sure. So the first thing is, is always because we're growing so fast. I mean, it's, uh, believe it or not, we're one of, we were in the top uh, seven fastest growing small businesses in central New York. I believe it last year. Yeah. And, um, you know, First of all is date, you know, what date do you want? Uh, because the way that the, the, the intricacies of in-home personal chef experience, a lot of people do not see. They don't see that. Um, I'm not Applebee's, man. I don't have a staff of 30 that we're going to come over to your house and have <laughs> yeah. everything in 10 minutes. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's me, my wife, and another sous chef. Um, you know, so it's first of all, it's the date, um, time uh second what's the event and is it a surprise or not um i do a lot of events a lot of proposals these these young men'll call me mm. up um you know i wanna well first of all they call me up they're all nervous as hell you know <laughs> all this you know i say buddy very buddy buddy calm down first of all take a breath okay <laughs> Second, bring the ring and a bottle of champagne and I'll take care of all the rest for you. Right, right. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks. You know, I appreciate it. I'm just so nervous. I said, look, I'm married. I get it. I was nervous too, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and then we come in and usually, you know, they'll say it's a surprise and, and I'll say, okay, what you're going to do is you just tell her that I've got food coming at, say, six o'clock for conversation sakes. And you know they think like it's gonna be Grubhub or like so you know, Doordash or something like that. Yeah, right. And hey, how are you? I'm Chef Brian, I'll be your personal chef for this evening. And they're like, What? You know, <laughs> <laughs> a thing. Then they start crying, oh my god, I love you, you know. Right. So they, wow. they love it. And and then from then on out, it's it's let's plan a menu. What do you eat? You know, yeah
0: are there allergies? Are there allergies? Right.
1: You know, who, right. you know, what's your space look like? You know, am I going to be in something little or small or right? You know? Right.
0: Yeah. I, I'm thinking like my, like my kitchen just does not have counter space. When you don't have counter space, like how do you make do, do you bring surfaces like foldable tables with you? Like how do you make that work?
1: Uh, we have foldable tables and all that, but most of the time people have, um areas uh, we did an event uh, at Christmas time for Central New York's largest interior design company hmm. uh, right off of carrier carrier circle
0: nice uh,
1: they literally had a, a a break room type thing. We fed 25 um, ribeye steaks, uh, grilled asparagus with lemon masto, a um, shrimp no it was a, a seafood, Uh, It was a gluten-free option, seafood pasta. Uh, I made a baklava, two baklava cheesecakes. It was their Christmas celebration. They had a break room. The the little kitchen was about the size of what's behind you. (laughs) Which is a small desk. (laughs) I noticed that. Yeah, their sink sink was about, I don't know, two feet by two feet. That's it. You're um, saying
0: that okay. my palms are starting to sweat and I'm not even the one cooking. Right. Like, <laughs> man, that's, that's why. So you really have seen like all different style kitchens.
1: Oh God, man. I've seen
0: it all, you know. Um What is it about cooking that, that like lights you up? Like when you talk about it, you're just like, you're so like, you're like a light bulb.
1: Yeah. I, I like seeing people's faces, man. You know, it's, it's, and it's very satisfying to know that you can bring pleasure to people through the skill set that you've learned over the mm. years, You know, um, which is why we do a bunch of volunteer work. Um, we have the Girl Scouts this uh, Tuesday. Girl Scouts will be coming down here and the Girl Scouts have to get like a, they have satchels and they have to get like a food preparation badge. Mm. Um, so I, their troop leaders, uh, what, like a year and a half ago had reached out to me. Uh, that was the first one. And she said, they, this is what they have to get. And um, would you would you come to where we are? It was a, it was a church in, in Jamesville is where they met. Um, and I said, sure. I said, I'll do it. No problem. Um, I think I bought like 60 bucks worth of pizza, crust and cheese, and they made their own little pizzas. And that was the cool part for me, Corey, was they got to eat their own creation. You know, yeah, and then they're like, oh man, I can't believe I did this. And like, you know, they're eating their own, you know, and they, they're just so taken back by it. That's the stuff I love. Um, I also love that they gave me two boxes of free Girl Scout cookies.
0: Amen. Amen. Working for those Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's really interesting because I have uh, other friends that are in the in the cooking industry. And when I hear them talk about cooking, they're just so passionate about what they do. And I've always had such a good time talking to them because one of one of my weaknesses and the reason why I started this podcast was to talk to people and learn what they're passionate about and why they're so passionate about. And I could really understand, like, getting that satisfaction of you spend X amount of time making this food, right? We'll call it a couple hours, right? And you get to watch them really enjoy what you put together. You're kind of like a craftsman or an artist, you know? Oh. That it's really, uh, it's really impressive to me. Do you think that this job gives you more of a sense of fulfillment than the train station or maybe the train station was just a different type of fulfillment?
1: Yeah. When I worked for the railroad, you know, you were under the, um, under the guise of someone else, you know, you yeah punched the clock, you know, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. When I worked for the railroad, I was uh, gone a lot, you know, mm-hmm. I was gone a lot, um, you know, when trains derail, you have to, it costs the company millions of dollars. So they don't care what you're doing. You, yeah. You're at your son's birthday party. Get over here.
0: Oh. You know,
1: he might be gone for a couple of days. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to clean all that mess up and, and get the, the track fixed because they're all about transportation. So if the track's broken, they can't, a train can't go. And if right. a train can't go, that means the next one behind it can't go, and the next one behind it can't go, and so on. Um,
0: yeah,
1: you know, imagine if you were on an Amtrak and they tell you, Mister Corey, you're in East Syracuse uh, train station. We're going to say that you're going to be in uh, New York City at six o'clock. You're looking at your watch. It's five fifteen. <laughs> you're not going to make it, buddy. Yeah. You know? so now you're going to get on the on the horn, call someone. You know, uh, that's right. just one person. So imagine that whole train filled up
0: right right wow it's uh things like it's just like things that you just don't ever think about like i don't ever think about the process for that kind of stuff and it's very uh very enlightening for sure what um what's next for you like is it a bigger place is it a bigger menu is it different things is it a larger staff
1: um yeah i mean i could always i could always build bigger team um but with the restaurant that I've bought here, we could probably put out about 1,000 to 1,100 meals per week. Wow, really? And yeah, we could easily do it here. We have plenty of room. Um, that's, that was actually the one of the good things that I learned from moving out of so many places was, look, we're just going to go big time with it. And mm. that'll be able, then we'll be able to expand as much as we want without having to worry about going somewhere else. We can stay right here.
0: And this was your third place.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: So that when you got that place, that the, the idea in mind was to not have to move again and be there for a while because you wanted such a larger space.
1: Correct. Yeah. What
0: was it that was so enticing to that location? Just a bigger area?
1: Yeah, this is massive. And, and we were in Beeville in that area a lot. Um, This is more centralized. Uh, When I bought this restaurant, um, one of the things that we now opened up is we opened up pickups. We never had that before. Oh, um, I was order your
0: food and go pick up from you.
1: <laughs> correct. And I was held, held under someone else. It's not my place. So I can't mm. say to another restaurant owner, Hey, I'm going to have people walking in here. My insurance doesn't cover that. Yeah. My insurance covers my employees, but it's someone else's place. If I mess something up, I now have to replace that. Yeah. When I bought this place. Uh, come on and pick up. It's no problem. Right. Plus, we're only two blocks from um, Brooklyn Pickle off of West Genesee Street. Ah. Tons of our clients pick up either before work or after work. It saves them a $10 delivery fee, and they're 2.3 miles down the road.
0: Right, right, right. Tons they're the right clients.
1: down the street. Yep. A lot of law firms, a lot of um, uh, people at the uh, Justice Center order from us and come and pick up.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: A and, lot of people at the AXA building.
0: Oh, that that freaking tower is massive.
1: Right. But so I mean, it's within maybe a three minute
0: drive. Yeah. Right? They,
1: they pick up and I think it's, uh, I think it's less than six minutes. Lady told me.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. Oh yeah. That, yeah, that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Yep. When, like when do you guys open? Like when are you guys there for people to pick up food?
1: So we get all of our, uh, groceries and provisions. On Monday, half of the day Monday, so from noon until about usually 10 o'clock at night. That's when me and the team, we do a lot of chopping, chopping peppers, chopping potatoes, you know, um, just prep work. Tuesday, we come in at 6 a.m. and start working, and we usually get done, depending on the numbers, but right now it's around 500 per week. Uh, We usually get done about anywhere in between 10 o'clock and midnight. Whoa, that's uh, yeah. a
0: long day, 6 a.m. till midnight.
1: Yeah, it's quite a long day, uh, yeah. you know, but we give everyone breaks. And believe me, they don't mind the paycheck, especially when they have to work a day and a half, you know.
0: Yeah, right. Um, right. And
1: then 7 a.m. I'm here. We offer uh, pickups from 7 a.m. until 6 p.m. on Wednesdays only.
0: Ah, gotcha.
1: So so that's that- a lot of people come and that's also when all my delivery drivers go out and deliver from Baldensville to Casanova.
0: Is the, the, the truck, is it like a like a giant Chef Brian branded van?
1: Nope, nope. Everyone uses their own personal vehicles. Oh, um, gotcha, gotcha. Everything's, everything's refrigerated and comes um, cold, ready for reheat. Full reheat instructions, full macronutrients, uh, labels, as well as labels how to reheat.
0: Oh, that's genius. I mean, you have such a science to all of us. I love it. Like you had, like, you know it's firing off the top of your head. Like there's no problem. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I've learned a lot from mistake, you know? Um, yeah, right. You know, I'll tell you a real funny story. One time I was delivering, this is back, this is a long time ago. This is back when I used to have to deliver because we were only like three people then two of which were my family members. (laughs) Um, but I had to, I had to, um, go and deliver one time. And I went to go up a lady's steps in Bville and she had 10 meals in a bag and I tripped. And all of her meals like hit the concrete, and I was out there kicking the meals and cussing and all this. Then I turn around, I noticed there was a ring camera right there. Uh-huh. I was being very nice too, so I call her. I said, "I'll reimburse you for all your meals." Yeah, and uh, if you don't mind, if you could, if you could not watch your ring camera footage, <laughs> you know that lady. That's probably immediately what she went to, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's a, uh, it's really impressive stuff. I feel it's really cool learning how you, it's just like any other business owner. It's, it's like learn by, by mistakes, make smooth systems, and then keep the train rolling. Pun intended, right?
1: Well, right. Uh, right. I did that for years, 25 years to be exact. Right, right. Exactly. Well, you, you learn a lot from mistakes, you know, um, you really do
0: did do you have like a mentor that you talk to or like somebody that you look up to
1: um i mean i trained under Fit- chef fitzgerald um he taught me a lot when i was younger when i was in high school um but you know i mean it all started with my mother and my grandmother you know getting in the kitchen and, and stirring sauce or oh i
0: forgot i was gonna ask or, all those recipes do you have them like in a book or something
1: i do uh my my grandmother actually for her uh her what the Polish people call gwoomkis or pigs in a blanket. Um, that's her recipe. She was in the Saint Mary's uh, cookbook, uh, Saint oh. Mary's Church in Beeville, and that's oh. like, we follow the exact recipe. Oh, um, exactly. really? And and that's probably what a sixty-year-old recipe. Yeah, um, that's
0: food is just so interesting in that way. There's so many different like cultural things, family things, and like recipes that get passed down and you could take all those collection of all those recipes and even your own. And do I feel like a chef Brian cookbook is in the future?
1: You never know. I mean, that that's, that's definitely a possibility. You know, I wish I was Gordon Ramsay tomorrow, you know, <laughs> but, but that's not going to happen where we're at now, but you never know. I set the bar high.
0: Yeah. And it, the goals for the future is just to kind of scale and build the business even bigger to where you're at right now.
1: Yeah. I, I, I could, Guarantee you, we will open a second location. Um, we're wow. now, we're now starting. We're just getting into shipping meals. Uh, we're thinking about that. Um, we're running into one problem. Just the 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 problem that I run into is once it gets out of my hands, I don't know what say a postman or UPS does with yeah. it. You know, I'm sure it reads uh, this side up. <laughs> you yeah. know then they kick it across the, 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 factory floor, you know?
0: Right. Right. And then there goes your, your plating efforts.
1: Well, ultimately what they're going to do is say the chef screwed it up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You
1: well, know, that's, yep. that's part of the reason, Corey, why for in-home personal chef experience, we do all the shopping because oh. if you try to cheap out or you forget, say like uh you want a creme brulee, but you don't want to spend, you know, a creme brulee, the vanilla bean for that is like $12 for a little tube, like a, like a travel size toothpaste. Yeah. So you don't want to spend that money. Well, now you put that creme brulee in your mouth and they're gonna be like, Oh, it doesn't taste right. Well, they're gonna think, Okay, the chef screwed it up. Right. Well, I can't turn around and tell them tell 15 people, well, your client cheaped out and yeah wanted to with the Walmart brand, you know, and
0: yeah, and I don't right. get
1: paid, you know. So all right. So I that's why you do it. all I'll the take shopping. Care of it. Yeah, I'll take care of that that way. I know what I have. You know, and I don't make money on, on shopping for people. Um, you know, what I pay, they pay. Yeah. Um, I make money as my service.
0: Now I feel like every person has a different favorite store that they go grocery shopping at. I feel like there's like team Wegmans and team price shopper and team tops. Where, where do you, where's your like preferred go-to place?
1: Sure. Uh, Wegmans is pretty good. They have a lot of, they can get their hands on a lot of different stuff, but, Mm. um, you know, Lorenzo's down in the Valley. They're great for any kind of seafood, you know, high-end seafood. Uh, they can get it for you.
0: Got you. So like when you're looking seafood, you go to them. Right. Like, do you uh, ever use a uh, Spira? spiras is, I grew up in Cicero. So like Spira's was, was prime choice when I was younger.
1: Yeah. uh Prices are a little high, but you know, yeah. that's, that's, you know, you don't pay what I pay. Mm-hmm. You know, um. And believe it or not, I've had clients say that you know, um someone might get a tomahawk steak. You know, we want six tomahawk steaks. Okay, that's no problem. And then they realize that it's forty nine ninety nine a pound. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, I don't make money. So if I pay forty nine bucks for it, you pay forty nine bucks for it. I'm well, right. they'll sit there and say, you know, someone might say, "Yeah, but I saw tomahawks at Wegmans for forty six dollars." Okay, go get that then. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know?
0: Wait, no, don't go get those because I want to shop for you. I don't want you but to yeah. get the cheap ones. I, mean, I you want you to get, get them, the good but,
1: one. but then what are you going to do when you have to cook it and cut it and slice yeah. it, figure out right. what goes with it? You know, that's where I come in.
0: Right, right. And that is like, that's for the in-home portion, right? When you're yeah, yeah. doing meal prep takeaways, how do you order all of that food? Because I imagine it's a freaking massive amount of food. Yeah.
1: So just to give you some kind of idea, one of our top fives is, is, uh, meatloaf it's my own original recipe for meatloaf mashed Uh, potatoes and gravy and we'll flip flip flop it corn or beans um every once in a while um last tuesday we had that on the menu we made 193 pounds of meatloaf
0: 193
1: pounds correct yep oh my god
0: so we have to
1: buy we have to buy like 200 pounds of hamburger <laughs> oh my God. So, pounds 200,000 hamburger week. from? How uh, do you- we, we go to Minio's for that, that much hamburger. Yeah, they're over there in East Syracuse. Oh my God.
0: Dude, that's 50 pounds more than I weigh. Yeah. <laughs> Just hamburger meat. Uh,
1: yep. That's oh crazy. God. But then there you see, like, that's where, with that dish, you make all that meatloaf. And then I told you about the girl that I hired to make potatoes. Yeah. It takes that much. You know what we use to mash our potatoes? It's a. When I bought this building, it's an old dough mixer. So it's an 80 quart. I mean, it's like half of a 55-gallon drum. Oh you just take all the potatoes, put them in there, Yum. turn them on, and your cream, your butter, your salt, your sour cream, you know.
0: Is it just a matter of a math equation at that point? Like you're taking a small scale recipe and then blowing it up to make 200 meals. Is that just like trying to do math in your head?
1: Uh, You know how you spoke about the, the, the people that I hire that are, don't really know too much. That's yeah. where they start. Uh, uh, I know it just because I've done it. It's like anything. You do it so many times repetition, you know, okay. Right. It's like a lot of modern day chefs, a lot of chefs. They don't even measure anything. I can pour a tablespoon of salt in my hand and I know exactly it's, I'll put it right in a tablespoon for you. And I bet it's the same.
0: I'll tell you what that is. exact. I call that grandma's cooking. Yeah. When you ask grandma what she puts in her, in her food, she's like,
1: "Ah, a little bit of this, a
0: little bit of that. I don't know. It it works (laughs) out in the end. (laughs) It It does. Oh man. That's so funny. And with, um, you possibly opening up a, a second location that probably means more employees, more people that you're going to need to bring on board.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Is there All like I'll a time that. frame
0: of when you're going to open up that next place or are you kind of just taking it day by day?
1: Uh, well, to be honest with you, my first, uh, my first idea is to, uh, mass, uh, conquer the culinary field and, and let my beautiful bride retire, you know, uh, retire right. like I did. And, and, you know, it was, uh, It was quite nice to retire early, you know, so. Brian, you can't
0: keep using retire word when you're freaking working your ass off. Why? yeah. yeah. (laughs) You're like, I'm retired now. I'm like, no, dude, you're hustling. You're like, you're straight up like you're a
1: workhorse. Well, that's, that's this, I had to cut away here and that there was a a lady coming to pick up. she comes from uh, Casanova, and she works here locally down in the city. And she came and picked up uh, 12 meals she gets for her whole family. And I told her, I said, Yeah, I'm just on a podcast. And she goes, Oh, you're 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 popular, you know. It's, she's been ordering for us from over a year. <laughs> I said, She goes, That's a good problem to have. I said, Yeah, I wish my knees would agree with you. Yeah, you know? right, right. I, feel I like, like, How I'm many hours are you right here, But I've yeah. like got 80 right here in my knees, you know.
0: Yeah, how many total hours are you are you working every week as you say you're retired?
1: Yeah, um a lot. I mean, yeah. I, I could use more sleep. I could tell you that, but yeah, you know, you know, Mr. Corey, that's a lot of, again, a lot of what people don't see is cooking and stuff like that. That's probably only 35% of what I do. Yeah. You know, then you have stuff like this, media relations, uh, meeting with people, yeah. planning, writing menus. You know, you have administration stuff that you still have to do as well. I have to do hiring and firing or, you know, whatever it takes. I mean, there's so many different avenues that are involved in businesses, you know, running a small business, uh, that people won't see.
0: Right. Right. And how do you juggle all those balls? Cause that's a lot like work, hiring, ordering, menu, writing, family, got to find family time, got to find Brian time. How do you juggle all of that?
1: Yeah. It's, I try as hard as I can, pal, to be honest with you. I do, you know, um, some things go to the wayside, but again, this is where you start building a good team. Um, Bookkeepers, you know, I, I used to try to do all that myself. And then, you know, I was taught very early, stay in your lane, you know, and that's one thing that um, a lot of businesses fail on is they just, they try to do it all and it doesn't work that way. Um, yeah. so, so I had to hire bookkeepers. um. You know, and to be honest with you, I went out and I asked a lot of other restaurant owners when I first started this business uh, about two and a half years ago, I asked them, I said, how do you say do bookkeeping? You know, like I said, I worked for a company. I didn't, I punched You have
0: your own business.
1: Right. Everything was laid out for me. This is what you're going to do. And when you're done with that, do this. And then, you know, so I went to a lot of business owners. A lot of business owners gave me, you know, they just didn't want to. They didn't want to tell me how they did business. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to know everything that I was doing. They wanted to know, "Oh, how are you how are you succeeding when we're ready to, you know, close right. the doors." You know, this right. was at the height of COVID.
0: Yeah, you said you started in 2020, so yeah.
1: <clears throat> Right. So they didn't they they were thinking, "Jesus, how am I losing more than half of my customers?" And and I'm not even what I tried to explain to them is I'm not even taking your customers. Right, You're a restaurant. I, I'm not a restaurant, yeah. Well, uh, that's like saying like Pizza Hut is taking you know, uh, right. uh you know, Dominic's uh business, they're not yeah. they're two different, right. you know, one just delivered to my door on a Friday night so right. I don't have to feed the kids, you know,
0: right? I'm totally it just it, co- it comes from that idea, of just like it's nutrients and it goes, it's food in your mouth, so You're we're right. competitors. no, right. we're not we're just, we're both in it to, that's uh, kind of like real estate. It's very, it's a very competitive, natural business, but there's a lot of great people out there that'd be happy if you call the real estate agent up and you're another real estate agent, they would be happy to tell you how they do business and their process on things. And then there'll yeah. be some who won't want to give you the time of day, but those ones that are, can spend five minutes with you are worth their weight in gold. Sure
1: they are. Yeah. You know. Um, You know, that's, I I mean, just that's, that's why I had said to you, if it has to deal with food, give me a call. Um, Keller Williams. So you probably know who this is, but um, there's a young lady that works for Keller Williams and she reached out to me. Um, So what I do for her is I come and I hand out finger foods and I serve plate it while people look at houses nice um, it's it's an attraction to come and look at that house
0: yeah yeah so it's um, almost like you're period, doing that during like an open house or something
1: like an open house that's exactly what it is um another uh facet of that uh there's a young lady uh in marcellus that buys probably about 3 or 4 of our gift certificates uh for $1000 every month and what she does is she gives that to her uh, people that have bought houses. Mm. Congratulations on your new purchase. Yeah. Personal chef's going to come on in and, and, you know, you schedule it when you want and he'll give you a nice dinner in your new home.
0: Right. Right. Wow. That's really, that's a great idea. I'm, I'm going to write that down.
1: Yeah. So the, the opportunities are endless, you know, it's, right. just, it's just, it's something that no one's ever really heard of. Uh, and yeah. once they, Once they are at one of our parties or something like that, or have heard of our meal prep delivery service, they just jump on it. They're they're just amazed by it. Right.
0: Right. Well, it's because you are a fantastic human being and you are one hell of a chef. That's why. Thank you. Your work, your work speaks for itself.
1: It's, it's, I love doing it, Corey. I do. You know, I I, I wouldn't be in it if I didn't love it. Uh, I did I something. Tell. I feel like when you
0: started, uh, from when we started to when you started talking about food, it was just like you lit up. It was, yeah. it was really cool to see. I could, I could really tell that your passion. You actually really care about the food that people are consuming, especially when it's coming from you. You know.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's nice to know that you can make people's palates happy, just yeah. off of uh, something that you know you've created.
0: Yeah. Listen, uh, palate aside, you've made me very happy today. <laughs> for taking an hour of your time to, to talk about your business. It's been, uh, really cool. And I feel like I learned so much from, from talking to you.
1: Good, good. I'm glad. Anytime you want to try some meals, you just let me know. We'll send them down there to the, to Howard Hanna for you.
0: Yeah, seriously. I'm, uh, I'm taking your number down now cause it's on your shirt. Cause I'm going to have to do something oh, with yeah. you now because it was fantastic. Um, I didn't even
1: notice I have about 500 of these shirts and my, my wife complains. She says it's the it's the only thing I wear now. Well, <laughs> that's you don't wear I, any of
0: the nice shirts I gave you.
1: Right? I'll have I'll go to a grocery store. I'll be in Wegmans or something, and and someone will say to me, uh "Hey, chef, how you doing?" You know, and I'm like, uh "Hi." Like, <laughs> oh, oh, sure. We order we order your meals. I'm like, I, I don't. Um, you know. I mean, right. there's so much that comes in and out the door. You know, I don't. Tell me what you order. That's probably how oh you're the yeah. lasagna lady. You know, that's yeah. the way I, uh, you know?
0: <laughs> that's amazing. That is so cool. Uh Brian, thank you so much for doing this. Uh I, I won't keep you any longer. You uh are fantastic for doing this, and I really appreciate it.
1: You're more than welcome, bud. <laughs>